Bougainville, where no one sleeps deeply. The pillows are bad and the sheets are made cheaply. But there is one family in the Sleepyville town that uses my pillow for the best sleep around. My pillows are adjustable for proper alignment, and the Giza sheets breathe so they feel no confinement. So order my pillow for great sleep refinement. Why are they so chipper? Their co-workers wondered. So much energy and zest, like they've had the best slumber. And when they peeked in the window, the secret was clear. My pillow sheets, pillows, and mattress toppers appeared. My pillow is breathable and lasts more than 10 years. It's washable and dryable and was manufactured right here. Giza cotton is what makes the softest of sheets, and the mattress topper helps support pressure points for deep, dreamy sleep. So click the link below to stop counting sheep. We want my pillow! The citizens of Sleepyville cried, but they didn't realize the family had a surprise inside. They were all given a my pillow to keep. We spent a third of our life snoozing, so let's make it quality sleep. I got towels too. And mine are blue. So welcome to my pillowville where everyone sleeps on the pillows that align and the softest of sheets. With the support of the mattress topper, the people snooze deep and wake up well rested and their deadlines they keep. So if your bed feels like rocks and your sheets feel like Brillo, you need better sleep, which means you need my pillow. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead, click the button. I'm tired of rhyming, so please click it and save me. Please, I can't rhyme anymore. Just click that link. Stop watching this and click the link to get the best sleep of your life. I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. My mother told me someday I would buy Dallies with good old and sails to distant shores Stand up high in the prow, noble bark I stand Steady course for the heavens Too many foremen, too many foremen Thousands on my right, thousands by my side War between good and evil, watching our fists collide Battle for our freedom now, to the streets we ride Flags waving all around, pages full of pride This is where we make a stand, no more give or take March around the capital, storm the city gates Putting pressure on their necks until the truth breaks All walls of corruption, take out all the snakes Star Spangled Banner, got a plan loud and proud People from all walks of life, filling up the crowd Defend the constitution, many warriors avowed Casting down any among us who have bucked and cow Enough for tyranny, we come to take our country back For all citizens, white, red, brown, or black Return her to a form of glory, fix the bloody crack On the crown, fetch it down, it's going down
Timmer. My mama told me, yeah, she warned me that this day would come. I'm like my father, go to combat with the blazing guns. I survived that, then I came back to the place I'm from to face off all these haters and the battle in the place I love. You can't break me down, I'm indivisible. You still see my raps if I was invisible. But I'm standing tall, and I spit the truth. So you all appalled, cause you know it's true. They call it freedom, cause the fallen truths pay for this. I love this country, doesn't matter how much hate I get. I take my colors in the battle, ain't no wavering. Cause this is for my warriors who marching to the cadences. This is for the sisters working hard on the ship. This is for the brothers getting y'all, Dr. Red Father. Yeah, taking y'all on the ship. Baby, tell me why it's off of the Patriot. Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much better beloved and better half. Me, Lynn. Hello, Patriots. So, uh, hey, uh, we're back again. Yeah. With, uh, we got a loaded Tuesday. Yeah, Quite yes. a bit. We have a loaded Tuesday, for sure. Really was. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that happened. And yesterday. I have to apologize, because I said earlier that um, I, I, got our mix, our, I got our guests mixed up. So, mm-hmm. um, the uh, Growing Your Own Food uh is next week um but this one is equally as is equally important actually we've already it's re- a doozy we talked about it we, we did about we, we this, reported this on this week. uh yeah actually actually no i think i we reported on this when the story broke the fir- uh first time i no, saw no, it no we did but we said we were going to have her on to talk about this last week and then today on cannabis and combat i got the guests mixed up so i got uh, my days mixed up was what it was that's what it is yeah always it happens to that you know but anyway, either way, uh, we we did go back and dig up one of the clips. We found uh, the clip I think we originally played. I don't know. This had to be in, a while back. Yeah, a little while. It was back. a while back. Um, I don't remember exactly what while back that is. Either way, we're gonna play it again. It's only three minutes. Uh, just give it a listen, and yeah. uh, just yes, just wait because we actually have her t- here tonight. Yeah, let's jump right into it so we don't have her sitting in the green room for too long. If you can hit play, yeah, that's a problem. That's so helpful. Hi, my name is Stephanie Allot. I have two children at Frisco ISD schools, a junior at Independence and a fourth grader at Ashley. We've been a Frisco ISD family for seven and a half years. I'm here tonight to talk about two issues, although I think the mask issue, I'm not sure I could say it better than any of the other speakers. I echo all of their sentiments. The the other thing that I wanted to say is that um, there was a comment made that this was your meeting I think this is our meeting. The board has many closed door sessions where you can talk about things that are not for public approval. I've been here for three hours waiting to speak after working a full work day. And I think that the people who are here spending their time, we were all very respectful for many topics that the board wanted to cover that didn't affect me personally. I wasn't here to hear about those. I was respectful. The parent comments are at the end right? Not at the beginning, because we've all got to sit here through the meeting. So I think that the parents and the taxpayers deserve a little more respect. This is our meeting. The 
other thing I wanted to talk about tonight was addressed previously very well by one of the other parents, but I want to add to it. I'm concerned about the increasing focus of Frisco ISD on political correctness, or as it's also known today, wokeness. Schools are a place for academic learning and extracurricular activities. Schools are not a place to re-engineer society in the image of the political left. I was dismayed at how many of the middle school and high school teachers felt compelled to share their political opinions and which preferred candidate they had in the 2020 as well as the 2016 presidential election cycles. I think that is not the place of our teachers and our schools. I was also very disturbed to learn that high school students, including my daughter, were asked to select their preferred pronouns during their English class this last fall. This was done without any advance notice to the parents. If a child wants to change their preferred gender pronouns, then let them do it. That's fine. We don't need to stop them. But why on earth would we invite all high school juniors and seniors to do such a thing? I'm guessing you probably had less than 1% of the students select a pronoun that's different than the gender that you already had listed in your student of record system. So I don't understand why we would waste time and resources on an issue that affects such a small number of students. So many school districts across the country are adopting programs utilizing critical race theory, which is of grave concern to me. My children are not racist and should not be made to apologize for, have to explain, or be made to feel bad about being white. In schools across the country, these instances are occurring, including assignments where white students are asked to rank their privilege according to a chart, and assemblies where students are separated by the color of their skin. None of this is the role of a school system. I teach my kids the golden rule, and that has served my family well. I am asking for transparency from Frisco ISD regarding what components of critical race theory you are looking to involve as it relates to teacher training and curriculum and assignments. Thank you for your time. So that was, uh, we, Th I that's think fantastic. we had that whole, we, we already played yeah. this. This has already yes. been played once. Yes, past. absolutely. So either way, yeah. uh, without further yeah, let's ado, let's bring Stephanie in so we're not Stephanie, keeping in the green room for uh, too much is, longer. has joined us tonight. Uh, enjoy this because uh, if, yeah, there we go. How I you doing? It out. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Welcome to the show. Thank you. So, so what was that? What was the school district? If you don't mind me asking. It's Frisco Independent School District. We're in a suburb north of Dallas. Okay. Okay. So uh, in Texas, yeah, which, you know, and we keep hearing about how Texas and Florida are the last free states, and yet this is going on in Texas, and then uh, Florida just banned 41% of the math textbooks because it was including CRT. Um, it's still ongoing right now. I mean, this is this is crazy, but I'm so happy to see parents like you standing up. Um, that's that's fantastic. So uh, uh, how long ago was that? That was a year ago. It was last April, actually. And I had gone to the board meeting because I heard that there was some parents that were going to come and speak about the masks to try to get the masks off the kids because the kids had been in masks since the previous fall. Um, they were back in school, so that was good. It wasn't virtual anymore. People, kids had the option, or parents had the option to send their kids in person or virtual. But my kids had been in masks since September when school started back in on campus, 
until April. And so I heard some parents were going to talk about it. And I thought, well, I want to go say something about it too. And that was what I had planned to talk about was the masks. But there were other parents that spoke really eloquently about it. And the board president at the time had said, this is our meeting. And that just really did not sit well with me. And he said it um, two or three times. And he said it very rudely. This is our meeting, meaning theirs and not ours. And I thought, well, wait a minute. I think it's supposed to be the community's meeting, isn't it? It's a public open meeting for the district. You only do it once a month. You know, what, why can't you just like include us and respect us quite honestly. So now I'm running for that gentleman's seat on the school board. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking Fantastic. about. Fantastic. That's awesome. Good for you. And he's uh, not running. So, okay. Not to run. <laughs> hmm. says a lot about the person i love it not um, saying anything by saying that but says yeah. a lot about the person yes uh we're, we're working on changing the uh um well working on changing the the current makeup of our own school board before we put our child in in school here we've just moved to a new community um in our own community we actually ended up pulling our son out of school um the second year the first year back he wore a mask and then and they were they they went to virtual school for like three months at the beginning, you know, March through May of 2020. And then they were back in school the next year and they wore a mask and he just he did not do well with it. I mean, he got headaches. He threw up. He he I mean, his memory was terrible. His grades suffered. And we decided to homeschool when they gave sent us an email at 1030 at night the night before the parent teacher meeting when school is supposed to start up saying all kids are going to have to wear masks all the time. And we're like, Nope, we're not playing that game. So we, we pulled him out to homeschool and that was a private school. So we didn't have an option of going in and yelling at the school board. Um, now we're in a, a, a community where the public schools are supposedly better. And yet the school board president is apparently very woke and we're kind of in the same situation. So we're, we're trying to help get our own school board, um, in the way that we want it before we send our kid to public school here. So, uh, I'm that's, that's fantastic. So tell, tell people since you're running for school board, where they can find you, how they can help you out, because we do have a lot of listeners in Texas and we've got a big audience in Texas, Texas. We've been down there, uh, once or twice as well. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. My website is Stephanie number four, FISD.com. Um, Stephanie is spelled the, the you know, mm -hmm. the most common way. And um, folks can help by honestly donating to my campaign. I'm, this is a grassroots campaign. My husband and I are financing it. Uh, we've been fortunate that we've received a lot of donations, but it's very expensive to run a campaign. Our district is the 13th largest school district in Texas. So there's 66,000 students in Frisco ISD. It is massive. Yeah. And so we've got a lot of ground to cover. There's 200, over 200,000 residents of Frisco. So um, that is, the, that is really the best way they can help any, um, any amount would be so much appreciated because we can win this fight. We can. So on within the school board, I, I I'm just wondering because, uh, I guess you never did get cut off. I thought we had read somewhere that you had been cut off or maybe you'd been cut off in past meetings or something to that effect. I don't know which either way, the, the thing I found interesting was they, they let you go, especially, I mean, I loved it when you were like, well, first of all, it's our meeting. Second of all, <laughs> just shut up and listen because we're paying your salary type thing. You know, um, how does that work? I mean, I know it's like you guys have, a, I, I know I, I've been around some of the Texas schools. Um, I, I wouldn't say I had a child in there, but I 
I know of, of them. ISD is different from like a normal public high school, correct? It stands for independent school district. And so the idea is, is that each ISD, so to speak, is, is really kind of independent from state control. I don't actually think it really works that way. They seem to take their marching orders from the state, from what I can see uh, from the Texas Association of School Boards. But to answer your question, um, that was April that I spoke and they did, they did let me go. They didn't cut me off. In May, a lot of parents also spoke as well. And then by June, they had changed their operating procedures, limiting public comment. And then um, I think it was a few months ago. I can't remember exactly. It might have been December or January. They changed the rules and they, you know, they vote in the rules so they can do whatever they want. Now you can only speak on an agenda item. So if I were to want to talk about critical race theory or, you know, any other issue, if it is not on their agenda, they will cut your mic. And that I'm told is what, you know, the communists in Russia did back um, I didn't, I didn't even know that someone told me that recently, but that's a way that they're limiting speech, right? Why shouldn't you be able to go speak about whatever you'd like to speak about? It's, it's once a month. They only give you a couple of minutes. Um, why not let you talk about whatever you'd like to talk about, but they don't anymore because parents oh. like me, you, I, I really you, because of parents like me, we're speaking up. It's not just me. There's other parents. I'm sure you had something to do with it too. <laughs> This is true. We've watched a lot of yeah, Alex Stein. Alex Stein it's loves to go good. to school board meetings and troll them, which is hysterical. But at the same time, if it makes them change the, the, the rules so that parents like you can't speak up. I mean, he does highlight a lot of crazy things, but still, you know, parents with actual, actual issues, complaints, you know, and issues. Need, need, yeah. to, need to be able to speak up. So that 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 could have an issue, too. So. Man, um, so masks are off your kids now, I hope, in schools? They are. It was, I think, in June of last year, They, which was basically the end of the school year, they, they dropped the mask requirement. And so you can wear a mask if you'd like, but you don't have to. So um, that was a welcome, a welcome change. And I think it's because, you know, parents were speaking out. They were showing up at the board meeting. They were speaking out. They were sending emails. They were calling local news media stations and just saying enough is enough. And so I think the district, um, you know, made the right decision in that instance. I think it, I would have been nice to have seen it before the end of the school year, but at least, you know, this year, the masks have been optional the whole year. The, uh, is now, does that, did that change anything for anybody else in the state of Texas at the time? Or was this like, were you guys already the different ones? It all, you know, the Texas district's, there were some that, you know, more out in the more rural areas that never required masks at all. Um, the more suburban ones, similar to Frisco, and, you know, they they dropped the mask kind of around the same time. And then some of the more urban districts like Dallas and Houston, I think they kept it a little bit longer. And eventually the governor said, you, you can't do that anymore. And I think some of them stopped and some of them kept it going for a while. I didn't, I didn't follow that part of it that closely, but eventually the governor did step in and say no more required masks. So what is this about porn in the high schools? Well, so this came up about six months ago. I noticed that there was a couple of parents that came to a board meeting and they were, they were talking about books that they found in the library. And I didn't really know very much about it. I heard what they said and I thought, well, there's no way, like how, how could that even happen that there would be a pornographic book in the library? It wasn't that I didn't believe them. I just, 
it was kind of hard to wrap my mind around. And I thought, okay, well, they brought it to someone's attention. So, you know, I'm sure it'll get fixed. Right. So I kind of forgot about it. I mean, I, I'd been um, working up to, you know, and considering running for school board at, at that time and was, you know, leaning towards doing it. So I was pretty engaged and involved in the meetings. And then, you know, shortly after the first of the year, um, one of our state reps, you know, kind of got on this issue. And it's been an issue in other neighboring districts as well in the news. You know, there's been parents um, bringing these books to the school board and, and asking, can we please get them out and things like that. And so one of the state reps in our town, um, he decided to kind of make a crusade out of it. And he said, you know, okay, school districts, you know, maybe it's hard for y'all to manage locally because these come from publishers and you know you mm -hmm. get a lot of books so he came up with what i thought was at least an innovative solution and he basically said okay school districts why don't you all agree to sign a pledge that you won't buy books from publishers who are selling these pornographic books because supposedly they're they were kind of getting slipped in is what what we thought the story was and so i thought well you know that's an interesting solution right i mean I would still think the school districts have some responsibility in it, but at least he was trying to put some ownership on the book, you know, publishers to not send these things. So our district decided not to sign the pledge, as did most of the other suburban districts for reasons I didn't really understand other than, you know, their stated reason is, well, we already have processes for that. And, you know, we, we don't need to sign a pledge. So I thought, well, I don't know. It's, seemed like a, a decent idea to me. And then it was shortly after that, that all over Facebook were pictures of these graphic images of the books. And in some cases, the state rep posted them. Some were from our district, some were from other districts, but very graphic pornographic issue or excuse me, images that people were putting on Facebook to say, here's a book and here's all the libraries of that. And it boiled over, I don't know, maybe a month ago or so, maybe a little longer. Someone posted an image of a book that was just shocking that this was in libraries. It was basically a graphic novel depicting sex acts. Like, I mean, there was nothing left to the imagination. And so, um, and I noticed that my daughter's high school was listed as one of the, the schools that this book was at, along with three or four other high schools. And I thought, okay, I'm just going to sort of wait and see how this plays out. You know, at this point I was a declared candidate for school board. I thought, you know what, let me see how the school district handles this. Because there was that one book for in high schools, in my, in my daughter's high school. And then there was another book um, that was in four middle schools and an elementary school. And I thought, oh my goodness gracious. So I decided, because I try to be thoughtful and, and observe and watch before I just jump in and start saying things, right? So um, that's just kind of my nature in general. So I waited about a week and I waited until there was another board meeting just to see what the district did. And basically they just said, you know, our process works and people should follow our process instead of putting stuff on Facebook. Well, their process is you have to submit each book. So each book of concern, parents have to submit. And, you know, there was a lot of talk of, well, it was just two books. And, you know, we have tens of thousands of books. You can't expect us to go through all the books. And, you know, our process works if people just follow it and you shouldn't post stuff on Facebook. And I thought, well, you know, the parents posted it on Facebook and it got removed right away, although Facebook did ban the images in some of the groups that were shared because it violated their terms of service. Of course they did. Of course they it did. did. Right. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Hold on a second. So it violated their terms of service, yet they'll let our kids read it. 
And that, this makes sense on in somebody's. This is this is where again I, I say it all the time. The left doesn't hate us; they just hate the way we think. That's it. They don't hate us; they just hate the way we think. They just can't deal with it. It's just like I I, I cannot figure that out. I don't understand how there's harsher terms on Facebook than there is on our children in school. Amazing. Yeah, that was the irony. So anyways, they kept just, you know, passing it back to their process. Well, their process involves parents to submit a form for every single book, like I mentioned, and the process can take up to 30 days. You know, and so what I finally said after about a week is I said, you know, listen, I, I didn't think the response was good. I'm kind of appalled by it, quite honestly. Here's what I wish they would have said, which is, parents, we are really sorry that these books got into these libraries. We are very apologetic. Please accept. And here's what we're going to do about it. We're going to get a list of these pornographic books because the one state rep has a list and there's other parent groups that have other lists. Just pick a list, right? And we'll go and audit and make sure none of these other 50 books or whatever it is are in our library. I, to me, that I, seems like a pretty good solution. They have a whole staff of district employees just, it, you know. As long as they did look, that. Look it up like the parents were doing. As long as they did that, even if they did that, and then they just came back to me, it was just like, hey, my bad dog. Even that, I would have been fine with that. I would have been like, you know what? Not a problem. I, I completely agree. There's no disagreement there. I was, I cannot believe that they were just like, hey, sorry. I, I mean, even, even if you're not guilty, even if you don't have those books on your shelves, okay? If you had just said that, you'd diffuse the whole situation. There isn't a situation anymore unless you're corrupt and you're trying to push something that, hmm, just saying, possibility there. Well, I've worked in corporate human resources for 20 years and I've worked for mostly Fortune 100 companies. So I've seen crisis management and, you know, stuff does happen. And if you apologize sincerely and put a plan to fix it, I agree with you. Most parents would have been like, okay, you know, it was a mistake. It, it happened. They're going to fix it. They're sorry. We move on. But when that doesn't happen, then, you know, you can't help but wonder what, what is going on? I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And it's kind of this attitude of, well, we don't want to apologize because then we admit we made a mistake, but you clearly, you know, clearly a mistake was made. So just own it, apologize and fix it and move on. And I think, I think 90% of parents would have been like, okay, just like you said, I would have, I would have said, okay, they handled it right. Yeah. And do that. And we see the same thing in, in just about every aspect of our culture. Like they, they make mistakes and they double down on them and then they try and gaslight us. Like we're in the wrong for questioning them and, you know, turning it around and then playing the victim. It, it's the same playbook across everything when really all they could have just said was, we're sorry, we messed up our bad, you know, we'll fix it and it won't happen again. And then there wouldn't be such hate and vitriol on both sides. But it's, I think it's now it's just, it's gone too far. They can't change their way of thinking and we can't pretend like they're sane. So I, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't even know how else to say it. Um, and, you know, we, we actually, we got an email from um, one of our listeners and I emailed her to let her know that you were coming on as well. Um, but uh, so her kid got this pamphlet she brought home questions for exploring sexual orientation in middle school. All right. Number one, define heterosexuality. Number two, 
How can you tell if someone is heterosexual, straight? Number three, what causes heterosexuality? Number four, is it possible that heterosexual sexual uh, heterosexuality stems from a neurotic fear of others of the same gender? Number five, the media seems to portray straights as preoccupied with sexual intercourse. Do you think so? Number six, do you think straights flaunt their sexuality? If so, why? Number seven, who assumes the dominant role and who assumes the passive role in a straight relationship? Number eight, 40% of married couples get divorced. Why is it so difficult for straights to stay in long-term relationships? Number nine, considering the consequences of overpopulation, could the human race survive if everyone were heterosexual? Number 10, 99% of reported rapists are heterosexual. Why are straights so sexually aggressive? Number 11, the majority of child molesters are heterosexuals. Do you consider it safe to expose children to heterosexual teachers, scout leaders, and coaches? Number 12, are you offended when a straight person of other gender comes on to you? Number 13, when did you choose your sexual orientation? Number 14, how easy would it be for you if you wanted to change your sexual orientation starting right now? Number 15, what have been your reactions to answering these questions? What feelings have you experienced and why? They sent this home to 12-year-olds. That was in Texas? No, that was... um... I'm not sure where it is. It's some here in the, somewhere here in the States though. Uh, but regardless, I mean, it's happening across the country and it's not just about Montana. Uh, there we go. Montana. Thank you. It's, it's not. And Montana of all places, of all places, right? Like- Montana. Um, it, it's, it's not just about, you know, t- exposing our children to sex. Cause we've talked about it before. The younger you teach them, the sooner they do it. Right. Like if you don't if you if you teach a five year old about sex, then you know what? They could end up pregnant at nine or ten. Honestly, it it can happen. Um, It's just disgusting. But if you don't expose it to them, you know, expose them to it at such an early age, if you let kids be kids, then maybe we can actually have common sense adults at some point in the future. But also, you know, there's Yeah, there's the piece of like, can you please just teach my kids math and science? Yes. Right. And not talk about their sexuality. You know, it's just they're not teaching them. I mean, that's the thing I think that COVID kind of exposed for a lot of parents is, you know, the lack of teaching. And I think, you know, I asked my older daughter, I have a senior and I have a fifth grader. So I have, you know, I have some space in between the two. And so I think that gives me a unique perspective because I can see how much things have changed when the little one, you know, comes up on the things that the older one did a long time ago. Um, and I asked my older daughter, you know, she's graduating in just a few weeks here and she'll be going to, to college in the fall. But I asked her, I said, were they teaching before COVID? Like, was there more teaching going on? Because she would say they're not teaching much since COVID during and since. And I asked her, were they teaching more before COVID? And she said, yes. She said most of the teachers were teaching before COVID, but then during COVID, the teaching went out the window and she said it hasn't really come back. She said some of my teachers do, but most of them, you come in class, you open your Chromebook, they get, you know, told which site to go to, they log into their account, there's, you know, a reading assignment or perhaps a video, and then they answer questions. They're not actually teaching, at least in, in high schools. I think elementary schools is still a little bit different, but 
you know, when I hear this constant focus on talking about sex and sexuality with, to your point, 12 year olds or whatever grade it is, it's like, please just, you know, you're there to teach academic subjects. So please just do that and not talk about all these other things. It's, it's not necessary. We actually have a friend of ours that is running for a school board seat somewhere in Montana. Um, and, uh, she, uh, it was really funny because we were out in Colorado about the same time. And, uh, she was, she realized at some point that I was, had somewhat of a political idea of what, what you should do if you're going to run as a campaign, especially a grassroots campaign. And, uh, she, uh, listened very intently. And from what I understand, she's doing pretty well. And she comes from our viewpoint and, uh, I, I can tell you this much. I didn't realize all that was going on up in Mon Montana. I'm actually everywhere. Nowhere amazed. is safe. I, I was amazed to hear that. And I was like, geez, this is, uh, it's, I mean, Montana, of all, I've been to Montana, spent some time there, spent time in Texas too, but I would have Texas. I I've spent time in some of the cities in Texas, uh, Montana. I mean, I was, I was all out in the country, but I can tell you right now, even, either way, I was like, Holy crap it's in Montana. It's in Texas. It's, I is mean, there any place in the country where kids don't watch Disney? That's a good point. It's a good point. Are they not taught about Disney from a very young age? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, they, they, they try and sexualize our children through TV and now YouTube. And I mean, from, before they twitch, I mean, <laughs> before, before they have any idea, you know, what they want to be. And yeah. it's just, it's absolutely. I mean, don't even get me started on the transgender role of what they're doing to kids in that aspect, because I mean, they're literally destroying kids. And I think it's just a, a larger part of the, or a, a small part of the larger depopulation agenda that is, permeating our society. It was even in that, that questionnaire, you know, uh, do you think that because of overpopulation right there? Well, um, actually there's plenty of land and plenty of resources for everybody on the planet. Plus some, if you would just use them properly or figure out what yeah. you're going to do with it. But least. anyway, um, so, so who are you running against? How many people are running for your, your, that particular seat? So there's three running in my race, and um, one of them is the the district's choice. So they tend to groom folks who think like them and will vote the way they want. And so that's that's my opponent. He's there. He's clearly their choice. It was obvious, and and he's he spends you know most of his campaign kind of praising the district for everything. He has no issue you know with the books. I think he called me a book burner. Or he called people who think like me book burners, even though I never mm. mentioned burning books. I just mentioned removing obscene materials from our school libraries. Um, so there's that. And then there's another person in the race who really doesn't have, he's more of just kind of a name on a ballot. He doesn't have a website or signs or push cards or campaign. He just kind of shows up to forums. And um, nice gentleman, very nice gentleman. Neither of them have kids in the district. They're both, they're both men and neither of them have kids in the district. They have younger kids who have not started kindergarten yet. Um, and I have nine years of experience as a parent in this district. And, you know, we moved to North Texas from California nine years ago due to my job promotion. And we'd been kind of wanting to leave California for a few years anyways. My husband's not from there, but I was born and raised there. And um, when we relocated here to North Texas, we specifically selected Frisco for the schools. Everywhere we went, we heard that, you know, the school district had stellar 
academics. And so we said, well, that's where we want to be then. And, and it really was great. The first three, four years, it, it was amazing. We couldn't believe our luck. And then we started to notice things, um, little things here and there. And then when, when COVID happened, then we really sort of noticed where some pretty significant gaps were just in terms of the education piece. Um, and then, you know, the critical race theory and some of this other stuff all kind of, you know, popped up about a year ago, I would say, at least where I started to notice it and started to look more. Wow. That is, uh, well, I, I'm glad you're involved. I, you know, there's not a lot of people that have, uh, one of the things we, one of the things I talked about for a very long time, especially on this show, is just about the, just a straight, like, look, don't just talk about it. Also do something, you know, you, th without the do, there's no talk. You can't really talk if you don't go do and, uh, whatever it is. And I've seen a lot of people who've said, yeah, we should, you should do that. And I see, I always said, well, if you want to help out, start locally, don't go Trump think you can just jump into, into a national race, just go locally, find somebody and you either agree with them or you disagree with them completely. You figure it out and then you move from there. And, uh, you know, if you agree with them, I'd say just don't run. But if you don't agree with them, if there's something wrong, you gotta, you gotta step in. I mean, it, it could be the smallest little thing or it could be the biggest thing. It's up to you. And, uh, but it's good to see that there are people actually out there stepping in and filling those roles. The ones that are most critical for us, because obviously I don't know of anybody that wants that around their kids, uh, from any age. I don't care who you are. As far as I'm concerned, there's some other stuff we can do with you other than. Yeah. I, I, I always, in a box. I always wonder about people that, and I mean, you, you did say they had younger kids that are eventually going to be in the school district, but I always wonder about people that are on school boards that don't have kids in the district. It, that's weird. That's just so weird. Just, why, why do you care? Why are you there? Exactly. The school board should what's, be of the community. What's the greater agenda yeah. there? That's just a, you know, I mean, that's just a jumping off point into bigger politics is really what it is. You know, you go from school board to county like commissioner to county commissioner. Yeah to, you know, something like that. And, and you work your way up that way, but it's just a jumping off board for politics, but they don't actually care. They have no vested, vested interest in what's going on in the school itself. And or unless you, they've had, or unless they have kids there, that's my point. Exactly. Is, that's where exactly. your, your, your loyalty should lie. And when they said, well, you can't expect us to read, you know, tens of thousands of books. No, yes, yes, yes. Yes. I yes, absolutely do, do expect you. Cause it's not like they're getting 10,000 new books every year. Right. So, um, you know, divide it up. Uh, so at the first, first couple of years, all right, this is the plan. It may take a while, but everybody on the school board is going to read a, a book every two days, you know, three books a week, something like that, and either approve them or if they have an issue with them, lay out why and bring it to the next school board meeting. And okay. So you, you plow through a, a thousand books of a month or whatever it is and you get it done. I mean, I don't understand how that doesn't happen. I mean, seriously, that could be like a kids summer books. It's not like you're reading war yeah. and peace. Yeah. I mean, some of them are only probably 10 or 15 pages exactly. long and you can color on them. Yes. Which I'm good. Yes. All good. Wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you're not really. <laughs> See, she always calls me. That's true. Okay. All right. Uh, Stephanie, again, one more time, where, where can people find you and what district are exactly, are you, are you running? And I know you said Frisco, but, and that it's Does the, that the third fall into a bigger one. one. 
Is it? Is no, Frisco, Frisco is its own school district. So it's Frisco Independent School District, and I'm running for place three. There are seven seats on the board. There are three seats up this year um, for elections. So I'm running for place three. And my website is Stephanie number four FISD.com. Excellent. Are there any other people like you that are running for the other seats, like seat seat one and seat two, that, you know, if our listeners are in Frisco and have the opportunity to to vote in this election, like who who are you who are you teaming up with where you want to go in and take over the school board? Who who do you yes. recommend that they vote for? Good question. So there's a gentleman named Marvin Lowe who is running for place two. Most of his platform is around CRT. He's against CRT. He's got signs up around town saying, say no to CRT with his picture and his name. And that's gotten a lot of attention. Um, he's a 12 year resident who has four kids in the district. And um, there's a, another mother running for place one. Her name is Angela Dunford. And she's got three kids in the district currently. So we've got three spots and we've got eight folks running. There's a couple other, there's another parent running as well. Um, for one of the seats. So, you know, last year we had two seats up and we had three people running for the two seats. This year we have three seats up and we have eight people running. So I think, you know, there's been a shift in this past year in our community where people are are paying a little more attention to what's going on in the school board and they're not super thrilled with what they're seeing. And so, you know, we've seen this trend across the country, right, of just normal everyday parents. You know, I'm not a politician, I'm a mom. Um, but I felt like there was there was a need to change our school board and to change the direction of our schools. And so I decided to step up and, and run and see if I could make some change in my community locally, as you said, you know, ch most change needs to be local, at least to begin with. I, that's yeah. absolutely. So if any, you know, we, we encourage people to go out and do things all the time. And uh, so many of our guests do as well. Like Thomas runs when he was on last week, the week, last week, um, he got us kicked off Twitch actually. It's fun. Um, but, uh, but you know, he was like, just do something, share something, read something, run for something, do something. Um, and I know so many people are on the fence. They're like, well, I want to do something and I feel like I should do more, but I don't know what to do. Or, you know, I don't know how to do it. You have any words of hope or encouragement for someone who's, who's, who's right there and just needs to take that next step. How do they do it? Yeah, just start. I mean, find other parents. That's kind of how I started. I was at the board meeting and, you know, you played the speech. I got some applause. People came up and introduced themselves to me and got to know them. We exchanged numbers. We you know, saw them at the next month's board meeting and we started just meeting in my living room. You know, like, how are we going to organize? How are we going to, you know, fight this stuff? Like, this is outrageous. Something must be done was kind of our attitude. Like, we have to do something. And so we started meeting. And once I had, you know, 40 people in my living room, we grew out of my living room and we had to find other places to meet. So I would just go, go to meetings, follow, you know, social media that, that our parents groups in your town and connect with folks who feel the same way you do. And then I think the opportunities to get involved will appear right? You'll find candidates to support. You know, I have a lot of candidates who support me. They can't donate money, but they're block blocking, right? They're knocking on doors, literally knocking on doors, telling people about the election. They're willing to stand out the polls and hand out cards. Some of them are going to elementary schools and standing there with my sign to just show parents that drop off and pick up time. These are people, some of them have kids in the schools. Some of them don't have kids in the schools, but they're just worried. Some of them have grandkids in the schools. So if you find those other people who share your concerns, 
you'll figure out how to get involved and just be willing to do whatever it is you can do. I have one guy, he wants to help me. He's like, I just don't like talking to people. So he delivers my yard signs around town. That's what he does. And, and, and I need that. He's helping me. So there's always a way to help. Okie doke. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we appreciate you coming on, man, and yeah, thank explaining you so all much. this, this to fantastic. us. And good luck. Our, uh, our listeners love you. We have a live chat yeah. that's going, and they're they're like, um, uh, everybody has applauded you for your speech. Yeah, they're uh, loving it. So yeah, uh, and they're talking about their areas. Uh, it's, and I tell you, I'm I'm seeing a lot of echoing of what's uh, that. Just that's a scary thing to think that all these school districts are that way. It's kind of crazy to me, but yeah, it's happening everywhere. Sorry. Well, we can fix it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It'll take well, a lot of work, but we can fix it. All righty. Well, we appreciate you coming on, ma'am. Yes, and, thank you uh, so much. We will talk to you later. Yes. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Have a great one. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. She's great. Good guest. Hey, um, let's do a quick break here because yeah, I, 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 I loaded the ads in the, the this yeah, thing yeah, and yeah, I want to yeah. I want to see how it works. So do 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 uh do Dr. Stella. All right. We've never played that one in here before. All right. Okay. You know, so we, we give God praise and we just thank God, yeah, that people are getting well. It's only eternity that will be able to exceed all the people that we touched. So I tell everybody, please don't wait till you get sick. Don't wait till you can't breathe. Everybody needs to have hydroxychloroquine and medicine in their medicine cabinet. Get it. Go on our website, drstellarmd.com. Use promo code DEFIANT. You get 5% off. If you don't get it, if you wait till you get sick, by the time we mail it to you, it might be two or three days and you'll be going through serious panic. People have ended up in the hospital because they didn't know this information. Share the information with everybody you know. Give them the promo code Defiant. It doesn't matter. Even they don't watch this show. So that they can get this thing, keep it in their medicine cabinet. We don't know what else is going to happen. The last time I heard there was a fluoro, they had Fluorona, they had Delta Crown, they had Omni, Delta, I don't know. They, it looks like they just cook up something at Davos and then create some name and throw it out there and start harassing us. So just make sure, whether it's Furocron, Delta Cron, or whatever, or Omnicron, they are all sensitive to hydroxychloroquine and isomectin. Here is the part, here is the thing, right? There are some doctors that are hydroxychloroquine only. There are some other doctors that are isomectin only. only. Yep. There are other ones that are bestinite only. That's not what we do. When we get somebody gets sick, we have a whole cocktail. We give them hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. We give them uh, a Z pack. We give them baby aspirin to stop them from getting blood clots. We give them a steroid to stop the inflammation. We give them so you know something. So it's a whole cocktail. It's not one medicine. And People I always tell me, well, I got sick, and what do I do? What should I increase my dose? I said no. Go back to the website. Sign up as a, a repeat patient and get treated properly. So we love Dr. Stella. I'm yes. working on getting her back on again here soon. And the reason I wanted to play that is because um, I do have a couple of quick COVID stories besides the fact that we are free of masks. Free, free. Hey, well, while we're on free, that, we're while we're on free. that, Patriots. <laughs> they may take our lives, but they'll never take our freedom. And of course, to the Wolfpack. Of course. So um, I've spoken about Dr. Ryan Cole a couple of times before. Actually, you He's go ahead and talk. I'm okay. going to go get something ready because we have to do something yes, on it's, air tonight. Yes, it's in the um, yeah, bo guys. bottom drawer. Okay. Um, so Dr. Ryan Cole, he's the, uh, he's actually a pathologist, 
Uh, he has his own lab in somewhere in the Midwest. I want to say Iowa, something like that. And he's been talking about this increase in cancers that he's been seeing since the beginning. And you guys have listened to us at all. You know that I talk about rapid onset cancer. I've been talking about it for months now. And it's, I mean, it's really scary. Basically, uh, the jab shuts off the gene that, or the the cells that fight cancer in your body all the time. So if you have any any random cancer cells floating around, you your body's no longer fighting them after you get the jab. So you're getting cancer. Um, so this came out of the Epic Times. Uh, mRNA vaccines produce persistent spike protein, likely causing clots, clots, heart inflammations, and cancers from Dr. Ryan Cole. So, um, and of course, we talk about this this all the time, but it's becoming more and more mainstream. Uh, so Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines are the only mRNA vaccines approved or authorized for booster use in the United States. Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines use a viral vector, a modified version of a virus to instruct cells to make antibodies. Cole is a pathologist who has operated a lab for 18 years. He has seen, mostly through the microscope, about 500,000 patients in his career. So in normal mRNA, you have cells making messages all day long. mRNA is generally broken down within minutes to maybe an hour or two. mRNA should not persist. Uh, Cole told told Epic TV's Facts Matter program during the global COVID summit held in Houston, Texas on April 8. Uh, He said it... um, mRNA is a message that tells your cells to make certain protein for different body reactions. But when you put this synthetic uh, pseudouridine in your body, Cole said, the body doesn't know what to do with it. It looks at it and says, hmm, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to break it down. And so it evades that breakdown process, and it also evades an immune response, but also turns our immune systems Uh, turns down our immune systems, which is not a good thing because other things, cancers and viruses get to wake up. Uh, So it's, um, let's see, Dr. Joseph Mercola, an osteopathic physician, also said the spiked protein from the COVID-19 vaccines is to blame for severe organ damage. Um, And there are also, I mean, there are now um, people that prepare dead bodies for funerals. Yeah. They're called morticians. Yes. Morticians. Uh, There's a, well, they have a specialized name, but anyway, they're saying that uh, they're seeing 93% of their patients have those long fibrous blood clots embalmers. 93% of their patients. We don't really have embalmers anymore. They're the profession is more mortician or whatever funeral home director, whatever, what, whatever it is. Um, but while, while we're on code, I'll tell you what, we're going to start this test. I know it takes a couple of minutes here. So, so, well, just to I, begin, promise, just to begin, I told you that I was going to get one of these cause I saw him in the store. But He and, didn't, he forgot. And while I was yeah. at the grocery store today, I walked past him and I was like, I bet Mick forgot to pick those up. I, I sure did. So, so real I'm going to pick them up just it is in an, case. It is an unopened box. Yes. It is sealed an at home COVID test on both sides. Yep. All right. So we're going to do, we're going to be scientific tonight here. We're going to okay. do our own little science. Experiment. Yes. We're testing our tap water. So uh, I'm ripping open the box. I'm doing it on camera so it can be seen by all those involved. We got more than one test here. Yeah, there's two tests there. All righty. So we'll we'll keep it accurate and do a two-test symposium, so to speak. Um, Let me see here. What is this? This is the test card. So we 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 get these like little packages, test card. This is the... COVID-19 test card. There's two of them because there's two tests. 
Here the directions. Directions. You're going to read those. We need directions. Yes. Okay. All right. So I got two Q-tips. Download so, and nope. open the app for contract tracing purposes. So, uh, no, I won't. Okay. But I, I've got two Q-tips here. Uh, they are sealed uh, just for scientific purposes. I've got two sealed, completely sealed, no rips, tears, or anything else in them in the packages, um, the test cards. And I have uh, two catches for uh that's what you put it in so yes there's there's a liquid level in there so yes there is um gently insert the entire absorbent tip of the swab usually a half to a th three quarters of an inch into your nostril no no thank you um let's see tap the tube vertically on the table and twist the large orange cap to open the tube so that first you have to take this and dip yep, it in, yep, in yep. the tap water well i got you just you talk me through it. I'll okay. So take that out and put it in the tap water. So one Q-tip. Yep. Schwab, my anal Schwab. All right. I'm swirling it in the, in the solution. Okay. Take then, that little white thing off the top. I, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. Then. Okay. All right, babe, this is great, but. I, I gotcha, I gotcha. Tap the turbo tube. Yeah, I have to tap the orange there, the orange thing. Okay, put it in there. Okay, there we go. Stir 15 times. That was much more than 15. Whatever. You blew past 15. All right, then. Five stirs ago. Okay, then. Open this thing. Okay. Okay. Right away? Yeah. Really? They say it's that quick. All right. It looks like a... Well, because then you have to... looks like a pregnancy oh, wait, test maybe, strip. Maybe you have to... Well, hold on. Let's see. Because I didn't actually... All right. Squeeze the sides of the tube to express as much liquid as possible from the swab. Then remove the swab. Mm -hmm. Okay. So screw back on the large orange cap. And put the swab back into the package. Just back into the package? Uh-huh. I don't have the package. No. All right. So then it said add three drops of the sample to this thing. So three drops right there. One, two, three. All right. Now we have to wait 15 minutes. So All right. that's fine. So we're about to be... We're about to find out if we are being poisoned or not. Yes. So while we're waiting 15 minutes and we're on COVID anyway, why don't you go ahead and play the clip on, of Dr. On, on, Robert hold Malone? Hold on. Hold on. Okay. All right. So I'm All putting right. that back in the package. Boom. And maybe right. we'll anal swab our teenager later because he's not feeling well. Yeah. Definitely doing that. <laughs> you <laughs> are. He's already had COVID. We don't need to do that. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, you know, Dr. Robert Malone tells it like it is. Although I do wonder if right there's this snake on him. Yes. That um, how he didn't know about it since he is supposedly the inventor of um, mRNA technology. And he's worked in government programs for years and years and years. But I mean, he has been speaking out against them since the very beginning. So and he says some some good shit here. Yes, he does. There's a boundary event coming up financially. We don't know exactly when. We don't really know how it's going to be manifest. But the system is not sustainable. And what they are seeking to do 
is to manage through that boundary event so they maintain their control. And we have to say, no, we're not going to concede that. We're not going to let you own us. And I suggest that the way that we can think about this, the silver lining, is people have taken this language, the Great Reset, and said, no, we're going to have the Great Awakening. I'd like to leave in this comment. There was a moment in time in human history where some of the greatest art occurred. We call it the Renaissance. We still look in amazement. And one of the things about the Renaissance is that it was catalyzed in a significant way by an amazing global banking family who happened to also be artists and architects, the Medicis. And what we have is a group of dour, pickle-faced, um, fascists. I'm sorry, but they, they believe in the fusion of corporatism and the state. That is the definition of fascism, according to Benito Mussolini. So the term is appropriately used. We have these dour fascist bankers that want to control us. Okay. And the counterpoint to that, the contrapositive is a new renaissance where people think for themselves, they take ownership they realize that they can control their destiny. And, you know, the, the, the Renaissance was catalyzed by the plague. Okay. Um, and out of that grew this amazing fluorescence of thought. And we can do that. We just have to own it. We have to stop being weenies and we need to become warriors. Yeah. Stop being weenies and become warriors. That kind of went along with what our, our what we were saying before. Didn't and Malone invent the technology, but not, not the, the vaccine. vaccine? That's correct. All right. That's correct. Um, and you know, and and he's talking about there there is well, he's talking actually about a, a financial reset is coming. Um, but they they used COVID and the jab to usher that along. So it is it is coming. Um and yes, seven Malone patents. has seven patents. On drugs or on um, mRNA technology? mRNA technology, because that would be yeah. more interesting to find out which one of that. Either way, uh, so our test is ongoing. we got 15 minutes. If it shows lines in one and two, we're in C1. If we get two lines, then... Okay, yes, two lines COVID means positive. it's COVID positive. It means our water is, we're is, being is envenom envenomated. Um, all right, Enven so envenomated. Envenom Eated. Envenomated, yes. So uh, if you guys don't know, of course, at the beginning of the month, they, there was a new drop of Pfizer documents per the judge's orders, right? Yep. And people have now, we're starting to get the analysis of those documents because they just drop this shit. There's no rhyme or reason. There's no order. And they do that on purpose to try and, you know, make it harder for us to get through the documentation. And that is, it's hard. Um, so sometimes it takes a, a couple of weeks to get through it. Uh, so Epic times again, put out a great story about this FDA and Pfizer new COVID shot caused immunosuppression. So April 1st, another batch of 11,000 Pfizer documents were released by the U S food and drug administration. Pfizer trial data revealed that natural immunity was as effective as the jab and that shot side effects were more severe in those under 55. Uh, which is what we've been saying all along. Younger adults are more likely to experience side effects. So 
Okay, I'm sorry. The first revelation, the first bombshell revelation is that natural immunity works and Pfizer is known all along. The clinical trial data showed there was no difference in outcomes between those with previous COVID infection and those who got the shot. Neither group experienced severe infection. Natural immunity was also statistically identical to the shot in terms of the risk of infection. And then younger adults, uh, people aged 18 to 55, were much more at risk of severe side effects than those 55 and older. And the risk of effects increased with additional doses, so the risk was higher after the second dose than after the first, which we've been saying all along. Um, but this, the Pfizer document showed a high rate of myocarditis. So interestingly, Pfizer's documentation also includes medical information that mainstream media and fact checkers have labeled as misinformation or disinformation. A pediatric consent form lists several possible side effects, including myocarditis rate of 10 in 10,000. Remember that far greater than the one in 50,000 rate previously reported. So they previously reported Two in 100,000, now we have 10 in 100,000. 10 in 100,000. Uh, we also know that myocarditis is frequently more frequent in young males. So for them, the risk is significantly higher than the 10 in 100,000 as they make up the bulk of these injuries. Um, so, and then Pfizer knew about immunosuppression. Uh, another revealing statement found in the documents is, Clinical laboratory evaluation showed a transient disease in lymphocytes, a, a transient decrease in lymphocytes that was observed in all age and dose groups after dose one, which resolved within approximately a week. In other words, Pfizer knew that in the first week after the shot, people of all ages experienced transient immunosuppression, or put another way, a temporary weakening of the immune system after the first dose. And the fully vaxxed were more likely to die from COVID. You heard that up to three times more likely to be diagnosed with COVID-19, twice more likely to be hospitalized with COVID-19, and three times more likely to die of COVID-19 if you're fully vaccinated. That's from the Pfizer documentation that dropped at the beginning of this month. So why again uh, are they trying to push this jab on 70% of the world's population per the COVID summit that they just had? Well, actually, um, it's funny you bring that up because what is another thing that is suppressed or is might supposedly be suppressed now? We're finding out that it might supposedly be being suppressed in the human body because of the vaccine. Wait, what? What other uh, cell gene, whatever you want to call it, floating around your body is also suppressed because of the vaccine. Basically all of them. No, there's one bigger one. You're not the man your father was. You heard that before? Well, according to a new recent report from JAMA, testosterone therapy among men is on the rise. From 2010 to 2013, prescriptions more than doubled. In the last two years, prescriptions have tripled from the 2013 number. Um, which eh, some guys getting some testosterone, not a, a big thing. Again, just a, thing. a continuation of the depopulation agenda. Uh, not a big thing. Eh, no, testosterone in the right amount, If depending on where you're at age-wise. Uh, if you're 35, you shouldn't be getting a shot of testosterone. Um, that would be considered abuse or what we, we all, other people call uh, steroids. Today's... Um, 35-year-olds have the testosterone levels of our grandparents' 60-year-olds. 
I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, I'm right too. <laughs> I had to do that. So you just wanted to stick your fingers in my mouth. No. Um, <laughs> so I uh, did say we were giving them sex education tonight. Jesus, Sorry. <laughs> It's so much easier when I do that. So sometimes I'm just like, fuck it. I'll deal with the ass beating that I get later. So, so about uh, 1%, for example, of this year, six year old man uh, in 2004 had the testosterone levels of 17%. Uh, to this year, the same man has at the same age, at the same time, has the testosterone level of that, of mm, let's put it this way it's below 10%. Okay. So what does that mean? What all does that mean? That means our testosterone from you ladies out there, you guys always, you, you always want to talk about, well, we want to be with the alpha male. Yeah. There's okay. a bunch of pussy ass soy boy running around. That's what it means. Guys, if you have more than one nut, guess what? Unless you're Lance Armstrong, you've got one that's golden and it sits on a fucking its own pedestal <laughs> in his house because he almost lost it to cancer. Yeah. Or it got blown off in that grenade attack that he was with those weird prostitutes down in Colombia. It was fucking nuts. What? <laughs> you didn't know about that? I don't want to know. Either way, <laughs> if you're not that, guess what? You're going to produce more testosterone. It's not a big issue. But if you've gone and gotten neutered essentially chemically neutered so to speak mm -hmm. uh where it suppresses all of your symptoms or your systems in your body your system that produces testosterone for example for example and you're male and all of a sudden you're at you're not at that weird age or you're not a certain aged man living in an 80 year old's body Unless one of those two things are happening to you, uh, which 90% of the people really aren't, um, there's an issue there. Something's going on, obviously, with the testosterone. That somewhere we're being lowered. And the boy's swim count has dropped significantly. So remember, when you cut people from a team, you got to bring some back on or you don't have a team anymore. Remember that. Are you saying that The Handmaid's Tale is yet another example of... Um I think there's a, a possibility. Programming. So they have three examples in this article that I read. Okay. The three examples is one male. He was from 20 to 34 years old. They had another male. Uh, he was from 31 to 36 years old, because as you see, as you get older, the age group progresses, they had a third male and he was the 42 to 55 year old group. So I'm sitting there going, okay, Interesting. We'll see how this one did works any out. of them wear man buns regularly. And so how they rated these guys, according to the article, is that's something. Well, time out. Because you're onto something there. They did. <laughs> they had what they well, no, because you can't do this study honestly without looking at all parts. Yep. Right. Yep. So you have to take what you see, what your hormones test as, and at the end of the day you know, what you've got, what the person blah, blah, blah. identifies as. So they flew all three groups, right? Uh, of the three groups, they had four very prominent alpha males, obviously stand out initially as they always do. Let me guess. They were in the 45, 42 to 55 range. Uh, they were older. Yes. Yep. They were older. They were much older. Uh, they had what they called, um, it was like the Gen X soft group. Beta so, bitch. No, no. 
No, they call it the, the Gen X soft group. The next one down is, is a <laughs> bit, bitch. bitch. Okay. So the Gen X soft group was anybody in our, obviously our generation, whatever, back, um, it, well, not yours, because you were born just at the after Gen X. Um, so the Gen X group back to, you know, whatever, they taught for that number of years or whatever, they had that many people. They tested them. They did the visual acuity. So they brought them in front of you. You stood there. So if you like walked in, you were just like, Jesus, boys. That obviously tells them what they need to know about your testosterone level or what it should be at. Have you taken possibly a blocker of some sort at some point in your life? Puberty blockers, so, estrogen All of that affects whatever. your life. Yep. So you can't say that it doesn't. You can't say that it does. It affects your life. So they would do the visual acuity. After the visual acuity was done, the next, they did the hormone testing, they did the genome testing, they did all of that. Also, to be included in that, think about this one. So if you're walking in there and you've got a bun on the back of your head and you're wearing like capris and you've got a really tight-fitting shirt on, let's put it this way. It didn't do very good for you in the visual acuity <laughs> segment of this. No, now, if really? your shit tested off the chart, it would be reported on. It really so anyway, your jizz, wouldn't it? Like shit. No, well, it's the hormone that they take from your body. <laughs> so anyway, long story short, at the conclusion of the test, what they found in closer to our age group, um, or actually we're within one of those age groups, that age group had the most number of men who did not require that were so born within our our time frame. So seventy five so to the oldest. Or 40, 42 to 55. So the oldest age range that they tested had the highest level of testosterone. Correct. Correct. That's sad. That should be the opposite. Now, one other question they did ask was, are you vaccinated? The older people were not vaccinated. The younger people were vaccinated. Hmm. Now, if that's just a fraction of the country, so if you think about it, the test was done, it was roughly, uh, they didn't give an exact number how many candidates there were. There was anywhere between 125, and I'm, I'm sure it's because they're trying to save, uh, just in case somebody went out there and opened their mouth and said, oh, I'm going to be a part of this study. That, you know, that okay. you couldn't figure out who it was, especially if it was done in a small enough town, which is what I'm thinking happened. Now, I just have to say, though, and you know me, I'm always like the vaccine causes everything. Like everyone's going to die. You got cancer. It's because of the jab. You got AIDS. It's because of the jab. Like you have low T. It's because of the jab. I'm, you know me, I'm, I'm like, it's the jab. It's the jab. It's the jab. That being said, again, correlation is not causation. Nope. It's just so nearly. I, I, I know I gotcha. But if you think about it too, those younger age groups, they got more traditional vaccines than the older ones did. We got like. 15, 12, 15 vaccines. They got freaking 72, including the Gardasil vaccine potentially, yep. which also reduces fertility in both men and women. I mean, there's plenty of teenage girls that had to have hysterectomies after getting the freaking Gardasil vaccine and plenty of guys that have low T after it as well. And then there's the Monsanto corn shit that was coming out, you know, um, that, I mean, they were literally developing corn corn products to reduce testosterone in, in male children. Well, I, I'm so just, it I, could I'm be not... any number. It could be any and all of those things combined to contribute, including the vaccine to contribute to low that, T that article, in the younger generation. That article was completely about 
I literally grabbed it because I knew we were going to be talking about this because I saw the stories that you had on COVID. And um, I was thinking about it and I said, why not? I mean, it only makes perfect sense. We should, yeah. you know, there should be a, um, we should do a bit on this. And when I saw that story, it was just like, you know, you said the other day, God just dropped this in your lap. Yeah. I, I completely agreed because I was sitting there going, oh shit, look at that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to talk about this. And I, I was just amazed to see that they went to that type of a study. And if it shows us a swath of the country, uh, I don't know exactly where the study was conducted. All I can tell you is that from reading the article, it sounded Northeast to Midwest, North Midwest there, that corner, Ohio, the okay. lower uh, lakes. Just the fact that they would even region. ask and then publish that they asked about the vaccine in the study. Oh no, this was a complete conservative type. Okay, all right. Was I was going to so. say because that that just goes to show how really things are starting to progress. I mean, things are turning around. Oh no, this right? is straight conservative. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to sit yeah, there and yeah. say this is good, this is great. No, because it's not. It's no. neither. Um, what I think this is is it's a scary look at the way parents are being. Um, if you're a parent, for instance, if you're not going to get a vaccine. You shouldn't be telling your kids to go get a fucking vaccine. No shit. All right. Uh, I, I just heard about this. So bear with me. It's not your fault. Um, I, I ran into a parent. Uh, not uh, not necessarily that I know per se. I know of him through a friend. Anyway, we started talking. And all of a sudden he started. He made the ultimate mistake. Uh-oh. You, you all do realize what the ultimate mistake is. To even bring up around me, 90% of the time when I'm at work, I, I try to keep to myself. I throw my earbuds and I go to work. I get shit done and I leave. But when I have a customer that just sits out there and is like watching every like screw and nut you touch and turn and ask you a question about the torque on the fucking wrench that has nothing to do with the conversation we're having. Um, and the fact that I've got a fucking now, I mean, do people come into your office and fucking sit there and talk to you while you're trying to type in the fucking computer? Yes, they used to all the time. Don't give a shit though. Drug me nuts. Guess what? That's where you work. You chose that line of work. I chose to leave me the fuck alone. You stay inside. <laughs> I'll be outside. I'm not coming in your house. When he came and worked at my hotel twice, all I heard was, why can't people just leave me the fuck? Why does everyone have to come and talk to me and tell me that they know you? Of course they know you. Everyone fucking knows you. Can't they just leave me the fuck alone? That was all I heard. Sorry, continue. So when I, this, I, the fact that, you know, so anyway, I just found it interesting that it's the older generation that is taking care. It sounds like they're overprotecting. We're back into, I never thought I'd see this after the soccer mom incidents back in the 80s and 70s and 80s that happened and all that bullshit, the helicopter moms or whatever the fuck they call them. I think back then they called them the balloon moms or whatever. No, they're still helicopter moms, but okay. But it, it was ridiculous to see that they, that they went to that level to identify people like that, A, but it was ridiculous that I'm seeing that again in my lifetime. I never thought I'd see it twice in my lifetime that I would see like, where we're just so overprotective, a bunch of overprotective pussies. Oh, well, I don't want my child. What makes your child any different from anybody else's? Okay, so you were telling a story, though, that um, someone that you knew through someone. Oh, oh, yeah, fuck. I forgot all about that. Thank you for reminding me uh -huh. of that. I thought we were going back to this. But anyway, yes. Uh, so they asked me, so they, they, they ultimately laid down, they made the most crucial error. And they said, so what do you think about this? Uh, school stuff, you know, 
the kids, you know, uh, being sexualized. I, I don't think that's happening. And, you know, all this bullshit with Trump. It was like, do tell. Because maybe I haven't seen that. And he goes into this fucking rant about how, well, fuck Trump, this, that, and the other thing. But I'm a Republican. I have been from the start. Uh, been around for a minute. Sexualization in schools. What? It's health education. Um, he goes into this. I, I'm sitting there on this ladder about to fall off going, this man can't be any more retarded. And he's probably uh, anywhere between 15, 16 years my senior. And I'm sitting there looking at him going, there's just no fucking way. And he just keeps going, spouting off these talking points, almost like they came from CNN or Fox News. Did you, <clears throat> did you go to my parents' house? Or, or Newsmax? No. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting there going, um, and I'm now I'm trembling because I'm like, if I listen to any more of this, I'm going to fucking lose my mind. And then yep. he brought up Ukraine said, yeah, all those Ukrainians over there dying and shit. And I've been to worse houses, okay, folks? I've gone to that house where the banjo was literally playing in the backyard. Um, and uh, Or the place where you had to shovel out so much cat shit just to get the door open. So I'm sitting there, and I walk in there, and he goes, I had these other beep fellas who were here. And, uh, you know, they quoted me this crazy price. It's a, my spring has changed my house and whatnot. And I just can't believe that's the price. And he told me what the price was. And I was just like, uh, yeah, yeah, dude, that's, 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 that's actually accurate. Me. They're not far off. I mean, we, we actually charge a little more. You might have wanted to go with them. Anyway, when I, I mean, I've been to those houses. I understand that when you go out into the deep woods, it's going to be a little different than what it is closer to a city. However, with all that being said, you start to challenge me on kids and all of that crap. And I, I, I could kind of tell that the person was a liberal when I pulled up. I wasn't sure. There's normally for me, there's four dead giveaways that automatically they're a liberal. Was there a rainbow sign in their front no. yard that like no. that sign with all the talking points on it? Nope. Okay. The number one, and only signal that will ever tell me that fucking you're a liberal is that you have a Joe Biden 2020 flag in your yard. That yeah. is El Numero Uno. They're, they're, they're you're actually... retarded. I can't save you. There's nothing I can do for you. Whatever God does with you, it's in You've his hands now. You've actually seen those? At I've never seen a Biden 2020 flag. I've seen a fuck Biden flag. Yeah, I, I, I saw Wow. A Biden 2020 flag. Wow. Anyway, okay. So that's obviously El Numero Uno. You can't get around that one. If I come up to your house, let's just say you don't have a Biden 2020 flag in your yard. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I walk up and I start to notice a couple different things. I look up and you have solar panels on your roof. I kind of leave that one right in the middle, but it does teeter that line to the epic left more from the right. So it's it's like a mind check. I mean, I'm putting solar panels all over, but I know that the end of the world is coming. So when I walk up to your house, though, in the window right next to your doorbell, mm -hmm. it says this house is protected by Alexa. Done. Done. Nail in the coffin. You're dead. And you are a 100 percent a fucking liberal. Wait, wait. Alexa can protect your house? Yeah, apparently. Can she do the dishes? <laughs> I wish that couldn't Can do she that. wash the floor? She's a fucking douche. And what she's going to get fired. Is she going to pull out the guns and shoot people as they try and break in? Is she my, where's my production assistant? Where the fuck, where the fuck where is, is this the, Alexa? 
Where's this production assistant that's named Alexa that's supposed to be helping me right now? And, oh, I have not gotten any touchy, touchy, squeezy, squeezy, because according to what I heard from Jeffrey Epstein, who's a good, close, personal friend of a brother's, uncle's, relative's, college roommate who knows him, who told me that, yeah, it's it's pretty much on, on par with what's expected. But even still, with all of that being said, that's, I mean, there's, there's things that give you away, dead giveaway. Now, without a shadow of a doubt, if I see you driving in a Tesla, 100%, you, sir, are a liberal. Wearing I don't, a mask, I driving no, by yourself. No, 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 you don't even have to be wearing a mask. You just have to be in the Tesla. That's it. I know exactly where you're at. Okay, so let me ask you this. It used to be, and I used to fly a lot. I used to fly a lot. And it used to be that flight attendants like were the epitome of excellent customer service. And in the past two years, obviously, that's gone completely downhill, mm -hmm. right? They're only nice to liberals. What are they going to do now? They well, can't tell the difference anymore. How are they going to identify us? They can't tell I the difference anymore. How, how did, did you really just make this about something I brought up to you this morning that you just completely 100 so fucking percent stole from me? Yes. You twat. And I use it as a segue into this. This is no, awesome. No, 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 not yet. This Hold on. Time out. Fantastic. So I got to finish with what I said because he obviously went on this rant of epic proportion, uh, liberal stereotypes going through each list. And then I said, sir, uh, exactly, yeah. Uh, what news station did you listen to this morning? I'm interested just, just on a personal basis. Uh, I generally uh, I jump between, uh, you know, NBC and Fox. Okay, okay, so, sir, I just want to make sure again that um, we're on the same sheet of music and the same page. Uh, so, you, primarily, uh, you don't strike me as the man who reaches out to other media sources. Nah, well, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not so important to me. Okay. So you're not looking to completely sculpt your opinion all the way around. Well, I get some left and I get some right and it all kind of works out in the end. So you have no interest in actually branching out and actually trying to enlighten yourself and actually do, you know, live one of the tenets that Buddha told every, every one of the Buddhists, you know, hey, live your tenets and expand your knowledge, expand your knowledge about life and person, health, history, blah, blah, blah. Well, no, I don't, I don't generally believe in any of that. I said, okay, so since you're going to be completely closed-minded about this situation and you will not open your mind to any other argument other than the one argument that you already believe in that's completely full of shit, um, is there anything else that we have to discuss here today other than your fucking garage door, which is almost done if you just leave me alone for the next five minutes? Why didn't you just tell me it was wrong? Why do that? That just confused him because he sat there for, for a good four minutes waiting mm -hmm. to figure out if I insulted him or if he just should just go back inside. So what did he do? Dumbasses naturally do what they're going to do. Hmm. Turn around, go back inside. Yep. That's what he did. Did you give him one of our cards? No. No. I just told him have a nice day, and I hope the door doesn't hit him in the ass on the way out. Excellent. Fantastic. Well, all You're right. You're going to have that, though. We are free. And there were people like, oh, my God, what are the flight attendants going to do? This is what the flight attendants did. This is awesome. Fuck. <laughs> No, that guy's gay. and It doesn't matter. Hey, There's gay flight attendants walking he, through the aisles singing, throw away no, your mask. No, no, they don't get a pass. They were still part of this I Nazi know. fucking regime that walked around and said, Sir, you got to pull your mask up. Fuck you.
Okay, well, go go to the next one because there's another well, one too. You got to talk about something else then because it's going to take me a sec. All right. Um, of course, the liberal left has gone insane on Twitter. Absolutely insane. And I mean, they're freaking out. They're like, why did they have to take down the mask mandate in the middle of the flight? I got on this plane with my, you know, my babies that aren't able to be vaccinated or even masked. And now you're going to kill them with COVID because you took your mask off in the middle of the flight. They're literally freaking out. It's quite hysterical, actually. Um, well, fuck them. The drama. Much. The drama is. It is classic. Hysterical. April 18th, the Biden administration announced that the Transportation Security Administration will no longer enforce the federal mandate requiring masks in all U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Finally! Uh, effective immediately, immediately, masks are optional for all airport employees, crew members, and customers inside U.S. airports and onboard aircraft. Remember, folks, when I say this, okay, remember that pilot all, hasn't worn with a mask all in two years. Due respect to uh, airline people, <laughs> blah blah blah, people that work on the in, within the industry, uh, understand when I say that I, I I could give a fuck less if you didn't do it that much. Ninety percent of those incidents that you've seen on flights where somebody was getting their ass smacked around or their ass kicked or getting the shit kicked out of them. I'm sorry. At that point, nope, fuck you. Game's on. You'll be one of your labels. You have the scarlet letter. Yep. Good luck with that one. You're a Nazi. Um, as I like to call it. Are you kidding me? You're a Nazi. I, I was looking actually for that clip today. Do you remember the movie that came from? Benjamin. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. I, I'm just telling you. Go ahead. Keep pushing this, folks. Okay. I, not you. I'm not talking about our listeners, obviously. No, no, I'm no, talking I about you. everybody else. Yeah. But go ahead. Keep pushing this because I, I, I'm i just going to say I don't think this is going to work out well. Well, so it has come out now. The Biden, Biden administration officially. Did you say the O'Biden? Yes. The O'Biden administration officially is not appealing this judge's ruling. So wow, what a bitch. They're just letting, they're just letting like, eh, it go. It. But there are some, there's some conflicting, of course, messaging coming out of the White House as usual. So go to go go to the Biden one on C-SPAN here. Um, because this douchebag, yeah, that oh, one. Yeah, I got you. Um it he's you know, of course he mumbled his way through this. I, I don't even know that he has any idea of what's going on in real time at all. Um, I, I don't think he, he knows what's going on second to second per, per day. It, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but once again, so someone asked him. Good old Joe. Yeah. he Of course, he went to New Hampshire and he went to Iowa because apparently, according to two sources from The Hill or The Hill reported from two sources, that um, he told Obama that he is planning to run again in 2024 because he's the only one that can beat Trump. Good for him. That's what Biden said. Good for him. Yes. So, All right. So without any further ado. It's going to be round two. This is wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Is this the one that you We try. You know, we, uh, this, is, this is a lot of economic I, impact. I, I brought city. some extra workers. Yeah. Mr. President, should people continue to wear masks on planes? That's up to them. Like the ruling, uh, or the ruling that the judge made striking down the mandate. I haven't spoken to the CDC yet. Thank you. Yeah. He, All right. He doesn't know it. Come on. No. 
He doesn't know if he's going to appeal the mandate because he hasn't spoken to the CDC. You mean to tell me that the, you think that this guy is making? No. Yeah. He's no, not making a single not. fucking decision. Of, co of course not. This this guy's completely fucking lost. Exactly. Get the fuck out if of anyone's place. making decisions, it's Jen Piznazzi, who is well, calling Peter Ducey a fucking idiot. Well, um, there's, there's some other or things, too. Or whatever. Because as we're finding out now, poll numbers are becoming more and more transparent mm -hmm. instead of apparent. Um, the poll numbers are now showing that Biden's not only lost a good portion of his blue collar voters or his base, as we call it, uh, when you get into the whole political movement, it is all about, you know, your base, blah, blah, blah. Blue collar voters used to be the base for the democratic party. Uh, so far we've seen in two election cycles. Now that number has shifted to the Republican party. So it's interesting to see now that he is losing more and more of the blue collar workers, i.e. myself, I'm sure all of these guys here uh, that are always in our chat because they're always telling me, well, shit, I just got off the road. You guys moved up a half hour. It's tough to catch the whole show. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Anyway, we talk too much. We're running into Josh's show. So this is, you know, he's lost his base, his base gone. See a piece. Don't want to be a, uh, they're out. Uh, Hispanics are leaving at a, even more rapid rate because he's basically called out their beliefs and their religion just shit. And 90% of them are Catholics. So, Hey, I, I understand that because supposedly Biden's a Catholic yet. Uh, no, he's not. The, the Catholics don't want to have anything to do with them. The only person that does is the pedophile, the Pope. So mm, we got issues all over the place there in Catholic religion. However, even dealing with this, we won't accept this guy. We accept the Pope, but we don't accept this guy. Uh, Republican, like Republican registrations are outpacing Democrats two to one. Two to one right now. Yeah. Two to one. They're, they're actually calling for a three to one. Yeah. Before we even get to midsummer. Midsummer for, if you think about any race, is the June, June July timeframe. Yeah. Cause so I mean, within the primaries that happen in like May. Yeah. And then you'll get a lot of, a lot of people registering after the primary is when the, the actual candidates are determined. Um, but of course, let's see who is. Oh, the Guardian. Oh. The Guardian's always good for a good left-leaning story. Uh, election integrity summits aim to fire up Trump activists over big lie. The only way that Biden can win for fucking dog catcher in 2024 is if they cheat. That's the only way he's winning. Seriously, in anything. But and if anything happens in either this year or 2024, um, I can tell you right now. The red wave isn't just going to be Republicans. It's going to be blood. Yeah, we're going to. And it's not coming from that place that we all don't want to talk about. No, on, not on, that kind of red wave. Friday no, night. no, uh, no. I mean, this is going to be ugly because I think everybody kind of saw it happen. First time, first go, first serve type thing. This past election cycle, this next election cycle, if it happens again, I I'm going to tell you, I don't think they're going to be able to stop what's coming. Okay, so let me let me just read this this first paragraph. This, this one paragraph right off the bat is so disturbing. An influential conservative group that includes two Trump allies who helped push lies about voter fraud in 2020 is spearheading, quote unquote, election integrity summits in battleground states advocating for expanded poll watching clean voter rolls and other measures watchdogs say could curb voting rights to help republican candidates 
I'm sorry. How is expanded poll watching and clean voter rolls curbing voting rights? We're not letting dead people vote. And we're not, not letting you fucktards cheat. For Republicans, though. To help Republican candidates. So wow. this influential conservative group that includes two Trump allies who helped push lies about voter fraud in 2020 is spearheading election integrity summits in battleground states advocating for expanded poll watching, clean voter rolls, and other measures watchdogs say could curb voting rights to help Republican candidates. Um. Yeah, whatever. I, I know. I, it's so, and they're talking about, very they're talking about truth. I, I know, but they're talking about true the vote. Um, you can't trust that though either. Actually, uh, no, I'm sorry. CPI. Let's see. The conservative partnership oh, Institute. Mio Mai has been running the clock. She just asked, uh, how is the water? Uh, well, it looks like we're negative. Okay. So we're going to run this test because we've got two. Why not? We're going to run this test again. And uh, we're going to uh, do it again and we'll see how it works. It came up. Where? What are you doing? I'm, I'm over second. here. I know because sometimes oh. it says that the light, like the, the other line can be really light. I don't see another line, though. I, I don't see another line, light. though. Okay. We're going to do it again. Well, why don't you test my wine? Never mind. Test the water. No, I'm testing the water. All right. Why am I going to ruin the wine? Um, so the Conservative Partnership Institute for Election Integrity Network is run by the veteran GOP lawyer, Cleta Mitchell, who helped spread misinformation about supposed election fraud in 2020. Mark Meadows, Donald Trump's last White House chief of staff, is senior partner of the CPI and reportedly had a lead role in at least one of its summits. Um, so... Uh, CPI is slated to hold summits this spring in Virginia, Michigan, and Wisconsin as it seeks to build election integrity infrastructure in swing states. Powerful groups on the right, such as Heritage Action and Tea Party Patriots Action, have participated in previous summits. Um, I mean, it, they're literally just, they're, they're bitching about this group. Sounds like the Lincoln Project. Because they're... Okay, let's see. Some text, uh, some uh, in Pennsylvania, three day summit in late March was advertised to include sessions on how to form a right, local start the timer, a local election integrity task force, how to protect vulnerable voters from leftist activists, researching your local election office, monitoring voting equipment and systems, and more. That all sounds completely reasonable to me. Um, yeah. So Wisner of the, oh, sorry, Wiser of the Brennan Center warned, there is a growing risk that in the name of election integrity, partisans and vigilantes will mobilize, mobilize to intimidate voters and thwart their participation. No, you idiot. That's what leftists do. True. Uh, the Black Panthers were back out in force again. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that they're going to be out there again this yeah. this, year, yeah, this year, uh, year as well. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see how that one works. So, out. and but you know what? It's not it's not exclusive to the United States. You heard about what's going on in France? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because she just got was it uh the the lady that's running against Macron, Marine Le Pen. Yes, she got like some accusation that her and her father or stepfather or some shit swindled like some five hundred thousand dollars, six hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. They said that uh, she, the globalists at the EU, accused Marine Le Pen and her father of embezzling six hundred and fifty thousand dollars or francs. I don't know. 
Um, right before the two candidates go to a runoff. Yeah, on Sunday. Yeah. So, it, I mean, isn't that just so convenient? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, they'll do absolutely anything. Um, but we'll see. Who knows? So uh, the Washington Post's uh, Lorenz attempts to expose woman behind the libs of TikTok. Oh, I've this one came from uh, MRC Newsbusters, uh, America's media watchdog. Mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Tober wrote it uh, in a stunning act of hypocrisy. Washington Post columnist and technology reporter Ta Taylor Lorenz, who weeks ago cried on national television that people were harassing and threatening her online, and that she reached out to her. Governor Ron DeSantis, press secretary Christine. The pushaw said, Can you help expose the person behind this popular Twitter account, Libs of TikTok? I have the clip of her crying, actually. Go, go ahead and, and put it up. And that last clip that we played of the people clapping, that was actually from Libs of TikTok, by the way. Uh, see, Taylor Lorenz. Yeah. By the way, she's 49. That's disgusting. Which apparently she, um, yeah, I mean, that's got to be some adrenochrome Chrome shit there. But yeah, to be. apparently she doesn't like to for it to be called out that she's 49. Um, well, that, tough shit. That, that really disturbs her. So I, I don't give a flank. For I know. That's why I'm, I'm saying she's 49. I, I don't know why she'd be embarrassed by that. She looks pretty good for 49. No, she looks like a re... Well, <laughs> see how I save myself there? I do see? that now because people Look have said stuff. But fuck that. No, she looks like a retard. I'm sorry. So, it looks like she's like half sneezing. She's like... <gasps> so they listen to this. Like, and right then before she goes that kachu, you know? This dumb cunt. Right after she does this, she goes out and she literally... I mean, she docks the lady from like Libs of Tech Talk. So, uh, here we go. Just play. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay. Sounds good. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating. And terrifying. It's horrifying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's overwhelming. It's really hard. Oh, it's really hard, guys. It's so hard. Look at the freaking, hold on. Look at the weirdos seated right, seated right next to it. Mm -hmm. I, what is that? Anybody? I, Guy, it, girl. Is that possibly? Like, I literally fucked this up before. I have said, hey, bud, how you doing? Oh, did you think I was a man? Yeah, I kind of did. No, I'm ma'am. What? You're what? I, anyway. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's just weird to me. Anyway, um, interesting to see that, though. Made me laugh. Uh, I think that's kind of com comical. But... Um, Anyway, so she's on there and she was crying. And so she goes into a internet town hall and she says, uh, amongst a predictable, predictable uproar. Um, oh, wait, sorry. She said, uh, the Bezos Post internet hall monitor is so excited to expose the libs of TikTok. Here's my comment. And she gives a pic on Twitter, Sod XLS, and signs your name. Christina Pershaw on April 19th, 2022. Amongst the predictable uproar on social media, the Babylon Bee social media manager posted her Twitter account at uh, Morgan, Morgan's a wizard to reveal that uh, his has confirmation that not only she reached out to Pershaw, but Lorenz also knocked on the door as a relative to the woman who runs lips of TikTok had been calling numerous family members. Um, 
it gets much worse. I have confirmation from Libs of TikTok and at Taylor Renz knocked on the relative's door today in addition to calling her family members. This woman doxes and harasses people constantly, but God forbid you send her a mean tweet. And apparently she's gotten people kicked off of Twitter too mm -hmm. from a position with NBC, this, that, and the other thing. Um, this is just getting fucking ridiculous. Folks. So yeah, so she put out a story on in the Washington Post. Yep. Basically um, doxing her behind a paywall. Like she I, did. She completely doxed her. I'm not, not going to say the woman's name. I'm not going to yeah. dox her. But she said uh, in on March 8th, a Twitter account called Libs of TikTok, which I do follow, by the way. It's amazing. We play Libs of TikTok videos on here literally all the time. Like literally, we have another one that we're going to play. All the time. Um, called Libs of TikTok posted a video of a woman teaching sex education to children in Kentucky, calling the woman in the video a predator. The woman was a predator, right? I mean, this happens. Convicted? No, she's literally teaching children how to give a blowjob using a banana. Oh, okay. It, it, look, this that happens in stuff like um, the what is it when you go uh, where the old school? Yeah, that happens in movies like old school, and it's a movie for fucking Christ's sake. Yeah, it's well, not a you know play play this other Taylor Lorenz, this forty nine year old dumb cunt, um, and then you know Tucker woke, explains it woke woke cunt. woke. Um, Tucker explains it better than, uh, than I can, because he had, he had the one from Libs TikTok on the other day, which is kind of what started this whole thing. It just, it's funny that it's now it's become such a thing now. Libs <laughs> oh shit. And online, online harassment is such a, is such a, it's such a misnomer. Um, I think it's a huge problem because, um, you know, harassment is, is a, is, is a, it's a tool to silence people, especially women and people of color or people mm -hmm. from marginalized, um, identities for speaking out and it there's a very intentional like goal behind it it's it's obviously it's death threats and all of that and rape threats on the daily and it's not just twitter it's like every single surface right like you know my cell phone number getting out there people calling people Ugh, harassing my, my family members stalking me like all of that is incredibly terrifying and invasive um and it's bled out into the physical world too which is even ter more terrifying right yeah but uh, to me, I think what what especially the media needs to understand about this is in terms of protecting their own reporters is this is just a tool like harassment is a tool to kind of discredit and silence journalists and the right wing media plays along with it. Right. You mentioned Tucker Carlson. Uh, no, we, it, right wing media doesn't play along with it. That's the point. We consider that a trend of the leftists. And uh, no shit. And she goes out and she does the exact same thing that she was just complaining, just complaining about. about. I mean, I it's mean, like it, the hypocrisy is so thick. You can cut it with a freaking butter knife with a knife um, and play, play the, the Tucker clip too, because this is really what started this whole thing. Um, and it's, it's not hard to find out who this woman was, but most people don't take the effort to do it. And the fact that this, 49-year-old Taylor Lorenz went out and doxed libs of TikTok is just and loses insane. her mind about it. It's just I, I mean, is, literally, all this, this woman does is she she scrolls TikTok and she chooses, she picks videos of the left being so absurdly retardedly left. They post this shit on a public forum. All she's doing is reposting it. That's it. So we got two negatives on our water. So Sweet. I guess we are our not being good. Po poisoned. Now I wonder. Are they doing it in intervals? Possibly. So is there something like maybe Wave. like in a weird day, like next in the next two weeks, we buy another test and we test again? Maybe. I'm thinking that's an option. Okay. So either way, let's see what old Tucker's yeah. got to say. 
Even the CIA is right once in a while. Twitter suspended a very popular account called Libs of TikTok. Now, Libs of TikTok is essentially an account that finds video of liberals talking about themselves and their own beliefs and posts it. It was, of course, targeted because once you see what these people are saying, they discredit themselves and horrify normal people. Here's some of the footage Libs of TikTok has unearthed. I want to talk to the kids. Sometimes human beings are more than boy or girl. Sometimes we're something else. Sometimes we're both. Sometimes um, we kind of float in between. Mostly I feel feminine or non-binary. Today I'm feeling really femme and cat-like as well. Yeah. I didn't have to hide or lie or be embarrassed about a natural function my body does. So all that to say, I'm on my period. You heard me. Having a period for the first time in six years, and not just any period, the period from hell. I identify as a threat, a nightmare, and a goddess, so please bow down to me. I do not believe in God, I don't worship the devil, but yes, I am a Satanist, which means I am my own God and I worship myself. What? So for the crime of letting liberals talk about themselves and showing people what they actually think, Media Matters did a hit piece on libs of TikTok, described it as hate, and Twitter dutifully pulled it off the platform. That's exactly how that system works. So the creator of libs of TikTok remains anonymous. Why? Because we live in a country where you can't even say what you think without threats of violence against you if you're not on the left. But we are happy to talk to that person over the phone, which we are doing now. The creator of libs of TikTok joins us on the line. Don't know your name. Glad you're on. Um, so you were pulled off Twitter uh, after you were attacked by Media Matters for disseminating hate. Were you surprised by this? Exactly. No, I was not surprised at all. It definitely felt like a very organized attack by the left to get me suspended. So how big, and this is not the first platform from which you've been suspended for holding up liberals in their own voice to the rest of the country. Where else have you been kicked off? I have been kicked off of TikTok and I've gotten multiple violations on Instagram. It's just remarkable to me in a country like ours that you feel the need to remain anonymous. Tell us why you're not giving us your name tonight. Well, I've gotten a few death threats. I get a ton of hate mail and the left has been showing recently, um, you know, how they would treat people who disagreed with them. Um, it's funny because the, some of the death threats, I mean, I've like reported it and the people, they still have their accounts on Twitter. So, you know, you can threaten violence and still keep your account, but you can't play a video of what a, a leftist is themselves saying. Right. So your opinions are violence. Their violence are protected speech. (laughs) You see how that works. Thank you so much for your bravery. And again, I just can't. So again, it shows you like, what in the fuck? Okay. So let me ask you this though. I think that she has a case against the Washington post because she went out, she went on Tucker and she told the entire world on a hugely popular nationally syndicated show that she was getting death threats, that the reason that she was staying anonymous was because she was getting death threats. I mean, her family's being threatened, right? And then the Washington Post goes out and deliberately doxes her. They're setting her up 
Well, well, what they killed, what they're setting her up. Well, that's, I mean, that's a little drastic, but, uh, but that's what she could argue in court. I, if you, I mean, if you think about it, really, that because she said she's got death threats, that's why she's staying anonymous. And then the Washington Post goes out and puts out a story with her name, where she lives, what she does, her religion. Yeah, no, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm saying a good lawyer, a good patriot lawyer could make that go a long way. Yeah, they could. Well, in other news, because obviously that's not the only news that's going on uh, tonight. Um, I this this one is just okay. So when we were in I, Colorado, I know, hold on real quick. I know real quick that Justin covered this earlier today, but I've got to cover this because as far as I'm concerned, this guy's such a fucking worm and there's more to him than just that. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff. If you actually go look uh, this dude up, um, there's a bunch of other stuff out there about this guy, but this guy's like just a piece of shit. But anyway, go on. all right. So when we were in Colorado, um, Oh, I think our friend, uh, one of our friends in Connecticut was said something about, uh, Tori says, yes. And, and we were talking to, we were talking to Josh on the red pill project. So those of you that are watching us on uh, redpills.tv, you're going to be watching Josh's show after this. He may or may not bring this up. I don't know. Um, but anyway, we were talking to Josh cause he had some information about Tori says about her being part of the stolen valor thing. And then he was like, yeah, just like Mace Nance, who the fuck is, what, what's, is that his, is that his name? What's his name? Something like that. It's like Nance. Uh, Nance. It's something. Yeah. Nance. Something Nance. Right. We're like, what the fuck? So I looked it up and sure as shit. So this guy was actually in the, he was in the military. He was in Naval intelligence, but he did not do even a quarter of the things that he claims to do. And everyone hated him. So Josh actually knew him and he was, this guy was such a shit bag and he didn't do anything. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, so then he went to MSNBC because that's what, you know, these woke libtards do. Well, he's not actually a liberal. Yes, he is. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's yes. registered. He's registered as GOP. Doesn't matter. I, I, I got you, but I'm just telling you, he's not actually. Whatever. Um, no liberal would actually go pick up a gun. Come on, get real. Look at how he's holding it. Okay, I, I'm sorry. Put I, whatever. This, would put you put, do me a favor? All right. Finish so, whatever you're going right. to say. So anyway, so he's he has not done. He's actually on the Stolen Valor website. Um, he has not done the things that he claims to have done. And uh, yeah, and now he's apparently gone and joined the the freaking foreign legion. Hey, good luck, Ukraine, with yeah, that one. I have, hope that have, have at hey, it. Hold on a second. See how this works out sorry. for you. That is uh, that deserves one of these. If it'll ever work tonight, nope. uh, which apparently just apparently doesn't not. want to, nope. it only. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. It only it only happens too when we're live. When we're where we're testing everything, setting everything up. No, nope. not an issue. Yeah. So anyway, BT said most military intelligence dudes are shit. You know, Mick was military intelligence, right? <laughs> just saying. No, not well, not really. <laughs> you, I mean, you what were really. The, what? You went to school for it. What is going on with this shit? I don't know. Oh, that's what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, that'll happen. All right. Well, as you know, I spent quite a bit of time here in the pre-war period. And when the invasion happened, I had friends who were in Donetsk, who were in the Ukrainian army, who were writing to us and telling us, we're not going to survive tonight. We've been hit 500 times. Uh, you know, these are graduates at Defense Language Institute. These were my friends. And, you know, as the more I saw of the war going on, the more I thought, I'm done talking. All right. It's time to take action here. So uh, about a month ago, I joined the International uh, Legion here in Ukraine. And I am here to help this country 
fight, you know, what essentially is a war uh, of, of, its, of ex- extermination. This is an existential war, and Russia has bought it to these people, and they are mass murdering civilians. And there are people here like me who are here to do something about it. I got to tell you right now, just really quick. First of all, other than being a flaming little faggot, as you can see, <laughs> um, I mean, you don't get much more flaming. And J- Josh, uh, Justin was saying earlier uh, that him carrying the rifle this way is like uh, he can't even he, he can't. He's talking on camera. Um I mean, probably the guy behind the camera was afraid he was going to shoot him if he actually had his... Yeah, know, there's a, there's probably properly. a possibility there. I mean, yeah. you look how fucking uncomfortable he looks just in all that shit that he's wearing. And it, it ain't much. Um, he might have some level four armor on in there. Doubt it. Uh, but he's got his like, oh, look at me. I got my multi-cam on. I'm rocking my crop. All right. Pants. But set up but the next Nance clip because it's he so is, ridiculous. He is such a... He's just a fraud. Uh, he claimed to be a SEAL. Okay, when you claim to be a SEAL, he was uh, not a SEAL. There's a guy. Uh, he's done this. He, dude, he, he's done some really epic work. He's he used to be on Facebook. I don't know if he's still on Facebook. Probably I guarantee not. he's probably not. But uh, it was. I want to say his last name was Shipman. Um, anyway, he was a former commander of SEAL Team Two, and uh, I knew of him. And I have talked to him on several occasions. And anyway, so one day it just happened out of the blue. I had this other firefighter who was wearing, he had this tattoo. So if you ever see the frog on a shoulder where it looks like it's climbing up your shoulder. Um, and Not it's the keck frog. Nothing but bones. That is a seal. Okay. That is a, what they call the bone seal frog. It is a seal emblem. It's something seals have used for years. Um, well, he had this frog and it looked like it, like half bone, half like fucking skinned. And I was like, wait a minute, that ain't accurate. So I asked him about the tattoo and I got some even more ridiculous story, how he was half drunk and he doesn't really remember it. And his, his shipmates and all this other shit put him up to him or his teammates, whatever, put him up to it. And he got a fucked up tattoo. He didn't realize it was fucked up till he was at his like first something or other. And I'm sitting there going, man, there's like bits of truth sparkled in here. I'm like, all right, so this guy's fucking full of shit. So long story short, this goes on for a little bit. And then somebody else ends up calling him out. And then I ended up just getting all this information, collecting up all this information and sending it off to this guy. This guy comes back to me and goes, without a shadow of a doubt, is this guy, nor has he never, ever been, nor did he ever serve in the military. That piqued my interest because now I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck are you talking about? So sure enough, I went in and just did a general search for G1 database. And normally, uh, all the databases now all talk to each other. So you have ones from the, you know, the Navy, the army, the Marines, everybody talks to each other and you can do a quick search. It takes maybe less than 24 hours, comes back and uh, sure enough. Yeah. He was never in the service, but not only was he never in the service, he wasn't, he was never a seal and he was never in the service. He did. He, he was a husband of a wife that was serving in the Navy. (laughs) And I was sitting there going, are you fucking for real? So, of course, what did I do with it? I did the most responsible thing any patriot would do. You call him out in public. You put that on the internet. And that's what I did with it. Sealed, stamped, and delivered. 
fuck you. Couldn't care less. But anyway, that's what essentially what this guy is. And you're about to see it here. And it is, um, it's stunning to watch this guy. This guy is a slithering snake. Uh, if you can't see it, I'm sure you all will see it. So I'm not even worried about it. Um, but just in case there's some liberals listening to us, he's a snake. The guy is not truthful about anything he says. Just look at the body language. Like I've always told you before, just look at the body language. It'll tell you everything you need to know. And uh, without further ado, this retard. Ukraine's unique territory. Is that going down? No, but I've never seen a fast mover. Where'd it go? Yeah, I heard one boom. Okay. One more time. Hold on. I'm going to repeat. I want to play this again. He's never seen a fast mover. Shush. Shush. <laughs> I'm going to back this up just a little bit. Okay. We're going to play this again. Uh huh but I've never seen a fast mover. Wait a minute. Did he say what I think he said? Is that going down? No, but I've never seen a fast mover. Hold on. I mean, maybe we're just, we're not, it's Where'd not translating properly. Hold on a second. Let, let me, let me see. No, no, keep it going because it gets no. even worse. But I've never seen a fast mover. Where'd it go? Yeah, I heard one boom. Are we in an air raid? Yes. Yeah, we are. We had the air raid. So there's another coming. Wait, there'll be three. Yeah. Standby. If it was fired from a ship, we're getting hit. That's a 500 pound bomb. That's. It's coming from the east, southeast. So those are caliber any ship missiles. They're striking to the west. Striking to the west. That's two. Uh, one more. That wasn't a plane. It was a cruise missile. That was a cruise <laughs> missile. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to just cut that right there because I can't deal with no, that no, anymore. We got to watch the whole thing. I, it gets even better. It I, gets better. You feels like I want to take going. a shower. Keep going. All it right, gets even right, better. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll deconstruct it later. But holy shit. Wait for one more. They're fired in yeah, 30 second intervals. They fire them in 30 second intervals. What? It's like a fucking thunderstorm. Smoke. There we go. Stand by. Three cruise missile caliber. Look, stand by. Five, six, eight, nine, oh, 10, 11, yeah, there 12, it is. There's 13, the smoke. 13. There's the smoke. That's three. So three cruise missiles. Yeah. Stand by. Stand by. Stand by four. Four. Let's there's see him. There he is. There he is. Holy there he is. shit, he's gay. There's four of them. He's taking four of them to the mouth. He's fucking gay. Holy shit. Shut the fuck up, you faggot. So, oh was my it, God. Was it a 500 pound bomb or was it a cruise missile or what, what was it? And was it a thunderstorm? PT Wallace. Wait, looks wait, like wait. a poor man's Lord's fish. In what movie? Okay, when you hear a cruise missile go off, do you look at your watch and count to 13 to see when the I next thought you did that hit? between lightning strikes so you can tell the distance of a storm. You don't do that for a fucking cruise missile, you <laughs> retard. Yes. All right. <laughs> and the uh, people in the background. Glock just, Holiday, Johnny Fappelsey. So tell me, babe. <laughs> Wallace, the, the fuck is he talking out his ass? ass? Bite such a guy walking around looking for more bullshit. All right, let me. Uh, you you've actually been in air raids before, right? Uh, turns out right? they launch bombs from ships now. BT Wallace said. <laughs> so you've actually been in air raids before, right? Yes. So when you were in an air raid, 
Were there just civilians calmly walking around behind you, not <laughs> even looking up? No. No. Or cars just driving around like everything's fine? No. No. Did you look around and say, hey, are we in an air raid? Huh. Let's count the seconds until the next bomb hits. No, no, no. That never, thought never <laughs> even crossed just, my mind. Just checking. <laughs> All uh, I can say, Ukraine, one is of our, one of our it's your fault. You of, asked them to go there. It's your fault. I just want to say one of our listeners just texted me and said, that's a mighty big glass of wine. And it is. <laughs> I will say I've been sober for the last six months. So now I have the opportunity to drink and I'm taking advantage of it. So if I'm a little giggly and I start slurring, I really don't give a shit tonight. <laughs> Biden sucks stuff. It sounds like you and I. Uh, <laughs> he was using Ranger Beats. <laughs> you, uh. You know, so, no, no, that's an actual thing. So, yeah, I don't. I do. I want to know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's for land <laughs> navigation. How come you never introduced me to ranger beads? Because they're are, not really a big deal. They're are really they stupid. Like, are they like anal beads? No. Okay. Well, then I don't want to know. Uh, Glock Holiday. He said the cruise missile caliber. caliber. The fuck. <laughs> there isn't a fucking caliber. It's one hundred and ninety-two millimeters exactly. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and shove this right up your ass. Uh, tell us how it feels. Uh, is that a good feeling? Uh, right. We call this riding the silver snake. Like I said, look, folks. I went to college. All right. He, he I do believe he, it or not. Believe it or not, I do have a degree. Okay. I don't understand. It's an my, underwater basket moving. Underwater. <laughs> Underwater basket weaving? No. No, I'm sorry. No, that's my associate. Mission. That's my associate's <laughs> You're degree. An in-flight missile my, technician. My bachelor's degree is I'm an in-flight missile technician. That's <laughs> what Malcolm Nance should have gone to after he retired. <laughs> you're you're never ever ever gonna do that, but more than once. So <laughs> once, it's a it's a nice thing. Once is it? So either way, I um this guy, when he pisses, it sounds feminine. I can tell you that much. <laughs> but when he said that. There is no caliber of a cruise missile. <laughs> cruise missiles are cruise <laughs> missiles, folks. It normally says you're fucked on the side, just to let you know. The actual nomenclature to a cruise missile is you are fucked. <laughs> Any questions of that? Nope, I didn't think so. Do they still paint things on the side? Shit, I used to. I'd put big dicks on the side. Of, <laughs> of course you did. Best wake-up sound in the morning is Sea Wiz winding up and painting the sky with lead. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing like waking up on that side of the coffee. Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Just saying. So, uh, Mick had a bachelor's degree in underwater basket this army. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I didn't do that actually with any of my shit because I could have gotten like fucking thousands of terrorist credits in some fucking stupid like four year university that you only had to go to school for two days for. And mm -hmm. I was like, eh, no, nah, I fucked all that. Anyway, uh, the rest of the news doesn't matter. We'll get to it tomorrow no, night. No, no, we have we we have we have fifteen more minutes. Go ahead and um, because you have one more story and it actually relates to that that last clip that we have. I have no idea what the last clip is because you didn't put them in any order. In well, the I asked you if you wanted me to put them this in one? order and you said, no, just tell me which one to play. Yes, that one. All right. Well, now we got to set it up. So well, go. great. So then I'll, I'll talk about your story here. Um, Thanks. You're welcome. You, it's not the first thing you stole today. Yeah, no, that's true. I did. I did see it. Um, okay. So actually we talked about this last night. This is kind of a maybe a win for me, actually, because um, we were talking about Why? how companies could potentially sue Twitter. Yes. Um, and you said, well, no, whatever. Some, some companies, this is a win for both of us. Some companies might, blah, 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 whatever. Play this last clip because this goes exactly to that. And DeSantis is a fucking goat. Well, he is a genius. The state of Florida and our pension system 
We have shares of Twitter. Uh, I didn't buy it. We have people that run the fund. But nevertheless, it hasn't exactly been great and returns on investment. It's been pretty stagnant for many, many years. Uh, so but nevertheless, I mean, to me, I think that that's probably an injury to the fund. So we're going to be looking at ways that the state of Florida potentially can be holding these Twitter board of directors accountable for breaching their fiduciary duties. Hey, um, hold on a second. Hold on real quick. Time out. Pause in this. Pause yep. in this. The state of Florida. Is My own. That, look, folks, folks, that was savage. Fucking awesome. That was savage. Um, he's not only going to do that, but he's going to dump the stock as well. Yep. That can't get any more. Um, fuck you. That's it. That's so, all it is. A really interesting thing happened in the stock market today, actually. The Twitter stock went like this, and the DWT, the Donald Trump stock, his his media company stock, went like this in the exact same opposite direction. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Makes you do you wonder. know what you do you know what happened last night that caused hmm. that? I wasn't gonna get into the story, but anyway, uh just to let you know. So if you if you were to tell me that I couldn't do something, what would I do? Do it. How? Any way you could. Okay. Any possible way you could. This is literally the mistake that the army made. They, after spending his entire life in the army, literally his dad was a fucking general. He grew up in the army and then he got into trouble and the judge told him army or jail and he enlisted in the army. And um, he's, he literally spent his entire life in the army. And yet when he broke his head and he was at Walter Reed, they said, you can't reenlist. No one's ever reenlisted out of Walter Reed Medhold. And he was like, you can't tell me I can't do something. So he set the fucking precedent, went all the way, fought it all the way, went through an MMRB, stayed in the army. He was the first soldier to ever reenlist out of so Walter whatever. Reed Medhold. And, and when I, that happened, he came to me and he was like, holy shit, I didn't think I was going to win. What do I do now? Well, so big, long story short, the that's what happens with me. You're the most stubborn fucking person Apparently, on the planet. Apparently, I'm not the only there is another one. Good. Because what I'm finding out now is Elon Musk is just that stubborn. So what did Elon do last night after they said, oh, well, now we're going to fucking, we're, we're Monday, I should say Monday morning. What what do you think Elon did the second they said, yeah, we're going to take this poison pill option? Uh, either started buying open Twitter stock or started selling his own stock. He started, he bought so much they couldn't make enough to keep up with what he was buying. He had pre-intended shares for the following day which now means he probably owns close to more than depending on how much they diluted it with uh i i would say he probably owns in in upwards of 13 to 14 percent worth of twitter right now nice because he has completely taken everything they put on the market because for a fair market transaction they have to put it on the market yep and guess what if you're a savvy investor you know exactly because you look to see who's doing it who's on that day did they go out drinking last night did they not go out drinking last night do they use cocaine do they normally use cocaine in the morning do they use it late in the afternoon you know what are their options that morning you know all of that shit about that person you're probably just sitting there waiting you know exactly when to click that mouse pad because you know exactly how long that signal takes to travel from your computer to where that exchange happens and they take it and they go I mean, if Elon was smart, he would put the rumor out that he was about to sell all of his stock to watch the price dump and go to the primary, like the top 50 primary stockholders and offer them the price of the stock before it dropped. 
Well, according to a tweet that hasn't been confirmed whether or not it was put out on his Twitter or not, there was a tweet from Elon Musk that said only the board members are getting a 4% reduction in stock price oh, for oh. the for the uh, total li liquidation of what they have. Hmm. Well, most of the board members, some of them don't like have like one share of Twitter. Like they yeah. don't, they, they don't own enough stock to actually make a difference except they're on the board. Some of them don't even use Twitter. They don't even have fucking Twitter accounts, but they're on the board of Twitter. Yes. But their stock price is falling. No, I gotcha. 4%. And Elon's taking a hit too. Cause he what, give a shit. That, what I heard today was that with the buying that was done that he did, now, are we ever going to see that? Probably not. Do I hold any stock in this? Not really. However, with the buying that he did, he spent an upwards of $13.7 million just in fines alone because he gets double charged. Basically, that's what the poison pill is. Buying the stock, he gets double charged. Now, does he give a fuck? Probably not. No. Because the guy's a multimillionaire. Yeah, multi billionaire. $300 billion. He's a, yeah. supposedly the richest planet person on the planet. That being said, do you think he cares? Probably yeah. not. Not at all. Will he take a hit on this just to buy this company? Absolutely. Sure. Somebody had uh, proposed today that there was a possibility that he would not add another stock price or send another stock price to Twitter. I said the opposite because the worst thing you can do to a man who really has nothing to lose is to piss him off worse by telling yep. him he can't do something. Yeah. Do you think I, he's not going to give up? I don't think he's going to give in. I don't think he's going to sell out. I think he's going to stay there just to be a thorn in their side. I agree. So I agree. 100%. I don't think this is the end of it. I don't think we've heard the end of it. I don't think we will. But just so you understand what's going on in the Elon Musk world right now, that's where we stand. Either way, tomorrow night we'll be back at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, as usual, uh, tomorrow night we have we had a guest tomorrow night? I don't think so. Let's see. Um, okay. No, well, we, we don't, got... we don't have any more guests this week, so it's just us. It's, uh, you and I tomorrow and Thursday. Okay. Um, but we do have, let's see next week. And again, like I said, I, I got it mixed up next week. We are booked solid. Uh, so we've got Dr. Saeed. We've had him on before. He's awesome. I love that. You guys will love it. Yep. Um, and then, uh, and that's on Tuesday cause we don't do guests on Monday because we're always catching up. Like Monday's the biggest news day Yeah, because we're always, cause we don't do a Friday show. So I don't book guests on Monday. So Tuesday's Dr. Saeed Wednesday. Uh, we have Sandra Hicks. She's the one that's going to teach us how to grow our own vegetables, uh, victory gardens. And then, um, Thursday we have, um, a guy named Bruce Goodman. And then we have Candace coming back on the following week. There you go. Yeah. So we got Candace coming back up, which would be awesome because uh, she's making uh, some pretty big moves. Uh, and there's now, uh, she's actually been talked about a little bit more and more and more as, as we're getting closer. It's funny as we're getting closer to our primary date here in Georgia. Folks. May 24th. If you live in Georgia, make sure you go vote for Candace on May 24th in the primary. It's comical because I've started to see some moves and it's interesting and we've got other people to talk about. There's other candidates that we've yep. endorsed uh, from this show uh, that uh, we stand behind and, you know, we will stand behind them. And not only that, but we'll also be the first ones to push them in the fire if they fuck up. So, and they yep. know that too. So either way, uh, we will be back tomorrow night, 6 PM Eastern standard time yep. and like, share, subscribe. And uh, 
I guess we'll see you later. That's it. Not going to take it. All right. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't taking it. Not Talk to you it. later. Which Justin totally hijacked our, our song yeah, for did. his outro. He today. sure did. I was like, it was good though. Bitch. I liked it. It was, it was funny. Good. It made me giggle. It was. It's nice to be a, I understand what he means now to be a soundboard clicker. Yes.